And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Most people would tell you that they want to be a success in life, but what defines success for you? Can you be too old or even too young? Well, Ray Kroc, he bought McDonald's at the age of 52. Colonel Sanders was well into his 60s when he started KFC. On the other hand, Oprah became a millionaire at 32, and Mark Zuckerberg was 23. There's one common thread. Each age poses its own set of challenges. But you should never use age as an excuse. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss that big picture that success can start at any age. And to help me with this topic, I want to welcome my friend, Karen. Karen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you here, Karen. So I have to ask you a question to start off. You're not sure. the Karen, are you? You know the one Oh gosh, no. And it is a terrible time to be a Karen. Like I literally told my sons that I was going to come help out at school and they said, "No, you can't." And I said, "Why?" "Your name is Karen." And I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, we don't know what they'll do to you." I was like, what? "Oh no, <laughs> so that's hilarious." I just have to like stay home and hide out, I think. But uh-huh. here's the thing. I spell Karen with an I, so that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Exactly. And the one in the memes has the E. So yep. spell it with an I because you are an individual. You are the one and only. I love that. Perfect. Perfect. I'll let you use that. So Karen, tell me a little bit about you and how this topic really resonates in your life. Okay. So I call myself a recovered corporate workaholic. I spent 15 years chasing paychecks and titles, uh, looking for success and really defining it by the numbers on my paycheck and the title on my business card. Until 2019, we had a couple of deaths in the family, and suddenly I started questioning everything. What is my purpose? Why was I put here? It cannot be to justify my existence to other people by making PowerPoints all day. Like, that seems like a cruel joke. And so it really set me off on this discovery, not until after I kind of went through a midlife crisis, which people usually laugh and go, you don't look old enough for a midlife crisis, but I assure you, it was a midlife crisis, all right. And as I started to come out the other side, I realized, you know, life is happening for me. And I had been spending so much time in the passenger seat, just allowing things to happen to me, feeling disempowered, feeling like this is the life I'm supposed to live. I should be happy with what I have. That once I started to see things differently and really shift into more of a, I guess, growth mindset to use a coach term, I realized I actually had the power to change my circumstances And that's what led me to write a memoir, to start a coaching business and move my family across country and to a place where we knew no one and just really set out the life that I had always dreamed about. Wow, that's pretty intense. 
I really love it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And it's only happened within the past few years, this discovery, this quote unquote midlife crisis. And yeah, I believe when we were talking about this, I said the same thing. I said, wait a minute, you're you're not old enough to have a midlife crisis. Come on, give me a break. But there is time. There is a time in our life when we have what I like to call it's a wake up call moment where yep. we just sit and we say, you know what, what direction do I want to go in? And that sounds like where you were. And I was in the same place. You know, I talked about before we had a discussion. I used to be an investigator and I liked what I do and I was good at it, but I just realized there was something more. And then you brought yeah. up the fact that we have the power to change our circumstance. And most people, they don't know that they have that power. They let the world dictate their circumstances. They And that was me for, yes. for several years. So exactly. it took a while for me to get through that. Um, so I think it's very common, you know, and if you get stuck there and you don't make that shift, you're in for a rough ride. Yeah, it's definitely a rough ride, but sometimes just making that shift just a little bit. I think that's what happens. We have to start small. We have to make a little shift and see what happens, see how we come out on the other side. I like how you brought up life happens for you and not to you, which is one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins, who's one of my mentors. They call me the other Tony because you have Tony Robbins, six foot seven, giant <laughs> man, charges a million dollars to work with him for a year. Well, I'm like five, five and my rates aren't quite that high. So that's kind of what yeah. I tell people. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Love it. So tell me a little bit about what was the turning point for you? What was that real wake up call moment that you had? Yeah. So I was complaining at work. I was the head of growth. Right? What would I even call me? Gosh, I've like blacked it out of my mind. Head of demand generation and field marketing for North America. There you go. I'll say that 10 times fast. And so I'm cranking away my corporate job and I'm having a day and I am in a conference room with another guy and I'm complaining and he just stops and looks at me and goes, okay, so if you were to die tomorrow, what's the one thing you would regret not doing? And I was like, uh, 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 like I should know this answer. Why don't yeah. I know this answer? I don't know. What, what will I regret? Oh crap. What do I want to do? I can tell everybody that will listen Every single thing that's wrong with my life, all the things I don't like, that just rolls off my tongue. I don't know how I would replace it, though. What would I do? And that question set me off on this personal journey. And within the week, I watched the movie The Secret. I'm sure you've heard of it if you haven't oh, yeah. seen it. I've seen it. Yep. I've seen it several times and read the book. And so I'm listening to Jack Canfield talk about how he gets his books written and it's through action. And, you know, I'm hearing these people talk about manifestation. And if you're always negative, of course, you're attracting negativity. If you think positively, you'll attract positivity. And it was like a lightning bolt. I, there was really a shift in my brain, like something physically happened. I don't know how else to describe it. It felt like a lightning bolt sort of from the back of my brain into the front. And I know this might sound crazy, but it really is how it felt. And I was instantly remembered my memoir. Oh my gosh, I started a book in 2009. Here it is 10 years later. I got to finish this thing. I told myself I was going to write a book. Dang it. I'm going to write a book. Yeah. So it was literally the spark that set off this entire chain of events in this whole new direction 
just watching that movie and having that question from my coworker. That's fabulous. I do yeah. like that question because most of us are motivated by what we don't want rather than what we want. Whenever yeah. I sit down with somebody, the two questions I ask are, what do you want to achieve in life? What are you looking to get? And the other question is, what do you want to avoid? What do you want to not yep. happen? And you'll notice that most people will spend more time talking about the things that they don't want to have happen in their life. There's the old story of the person on their deathbed and someone on their deathbed will never look up and say, you know, I wish I had spent more time at the office every day. Right. Oh, they're going to regret the time that they had with their family. So my wake up call was I want to create a lifestyle, a career where I have the time to take time off when I want to spend time with my family, to do the things I want to do and to help make an impact in the world at the same time. And yeah. that is basically what I've been working on the past few years. It's to the point where if I were to die tomorrow, I would feel at least a lot more successful than I would have a few years back. Yeah. And it was really interesting because, you know, when I experienced these deaths in my family, I was 39. So most people would say 39, what are you worried about dying? You've got years and years and yeah. years to go, but there was just something so striking, I guess. Like it was like, okay, this is so final. It was the end of a generation. And I realized, oh my gosh, my parents are up next. And then after my parents, it's me. And it just all of a sudden felt like I was in a vice and the, the time was getting like less time, less time, less time. And oh my gosh, my kids are going to be out of the house in eight years. And like, I've missed out on so much with them. Is this the kind of parent I ever thought I would be? No, I'm not the mom that I wanted to be and how, but I don't know how to change it, you know? And that's where I sat for a little while feeling really stuck and frustrated until I started to ask all these questions and realize, oh, you can make changes. You can put yourself on a different path. Yes. And you have to start asking the questions. And as someone in the coaching world, that's part of what we do. We ask yes. those questions because everyone has the answers deep within them. They just don't know how to bring them out. So one of the questions I was going to ask you is, it's a little deep, but it's how do you personally, Karen, how would you define the word success? Mm, very differently now I, than how I used to define it. Um, to me, success is being in control of my time and my energy. Um, success is spending time with the people who matter most to me, the people who I love. Success is also leaving the world better than I found it. And having a bigger purpose and giving back to other people. So I was so, so needed, so missing from my life for so many years. Success is being rich in my faith and being able to confidently talk about it, which is something I'm working on, um, and to be able to put my spirituality at the forefront of my life. I don't know. I think those are a couple of ways that I would define it. I like it. This is kind of your mic drop moment of the episode, controlling your time and energy. And that is huge because when you're working in the corporate world or in yeah. whatever job that you have, you're not in control of your time and your energy. You're at the beck and call of whoever you're working for. And one of the things now, not everyone is made to work for themselves. So I want to yeah. you know, preface that because some people thrive 
working for other people and they do a great job. So I'm not knocking that. But when you have that control of your time and your energy, you can spend time doing what you want to do. You don't have to worry. And I like how you talked about leaving the world a better place because that's so important. And most of us, we talk about, oh, we want to make this kind of money. You know, well, why do we want to make money? Well, really, I look at money as money is a tool. Money is a resource. Money is not the ultimate goal. However, and I think I learned this from Dean Graziosi, if you have enough money, you can fix any problem for yourself and for others by just writing a check if you have that money. You know, if a friend calls and says, you know, I'm having trouble with my car, I can't get to work and and I just I don't have the money to get this car repaired. You know, if they're a close friend, you say, well, you know what? Let me take care of you. And you can write a check. You can help them. And you can make their world a better place for them. So really, money, I look at as not the ultimate goal. Money is the tool. Money is the way that you can help others. Money is the way you make an impact. But it's needed. A lot of people will say, well, you know, I've heard that expression, money is the root of all evil. Well, it's not Mm -hmm. money. It's love of money. When you focus on that above everything else. So in your case, you brought up time. Time is one resource that we can never have back. And as we get older, as you said, you get to that midlife period at 39, 40 years old, you start to think, wait a minute, I'm like halfway through this journey, the average lifespan, you know, around 80, 90. Yeah. If I'm lucky. If I'm lucky, right. If I'm lucky. My my parents died when they were in their 60s. My sister died at 57. So, you know, it just those things you never know when that time is going to come so if you can take control of the time that you do have and make an impact on yourself on others and on your family that is how you can really truly leave the world a better place and that is when you come to the end you can say i have been i've succeeded i've been a success yeah and i love what you're saying about money too because For me, money was a very much a status symbol also. Look at me. I can go out and I can take you all out to dinner. I I can pay for the whole thing. Look at me. I've got these Salvatore Ferragamo shoes. They cost me $695. And you better believe I'm going to tell you the price because I want you to know that I bought a Burberry coat for $1,000, right? And there there was a level of pride because fresh out of college, I didn't have any money. And I waited tables and it was like, I couldn't afford to go out with my friends. I couldn't afford to do a lot of things. So this meant something to me, but then it meant too much to me, right? It became almost like the end all be all. And I couldn't, there wasn't enough purses out there to fill the empty hole that was lacking, that lacking, that sense of purpose. So money is great and it gets you so far, but it's not everything. No, no, it's not. I I can tell you that I remember times in my younger days too, going out and going to this coffee shop that we used to hang out at. And we're not talking like a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) This was like a, this was like a diner. It was a a, a big boy restaurant. I don't know if you remember them when they were around. Well, we used to always go and we'd have like four of us. We'd all have our coffee. And I think back in those days, coffee was less than a buck. Oh yeah. free refills and we get like an order of fries and we'd split it for the whole table we just didn't have but we found time you know to do things we shared time together we didn't use not having 
the money as an excuse. So I've been on that side of it too, struggling to try to make ends meet. I remember losing my job right after I first, so I had just become engaged and we had just literally sent out the wedding invitations and I got my layoff notice from this company that yeah. I worked at the time called Kodak. If you remember them, they used <laughs> of to Of course I do. Like, I used to live in Rochester area. That's so. right. That's right. Because that's yep. where I live. That's our little connection. Uh, the Rochester connect. Yeah. That's how my father brought me to Rochester from Brooklyn when I was little. He got a job at Kodak. But I had sent out these. We sent out these invitations and we're going, well, now what's going to happen? And I just said, well, you know what? I just got to trust and not worry about it because worry is something that we can control. When we worry about things, we're doing things to our body. We're hurting ourselves, and we're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. So let's yeah. just wait for that thing to happen. Let's get that worry and let's push it aside. But any, that's a whole other story. And I've gotten to the point where now if I go out to dinner with a group of friends and if I want to pick up the check, I'll just pick up the check. And it's not to show off. It's not to be a big shot or anything. It's just because I want my friends to have a good time. And I really enjoy being able to do things like that. Money is definitely a tool and it is not the ultimate goal. It's not the ultimate. Yeah. Cause you can never have enough, right? Every time I made more money, then I would immediately bring my standard of living up to that level. And then I needed more money. And then I needed more money. And it was like, at some point I just had to look in the mirror and go, for God's sake, how much money do you need? How much more money yeah. do you need? What is the number that is going to satisfy you? And so I ended up meeting with a financial planner and he was like, Karen, you can retire at 50 if you never put another penny away. And I was like, what? Wait, who? Me? And I'm like, what am I doing this for then? Why am I working my butt off and killing myself and becoming physically ill with reflux and cracking teeth because I'm grinding at night from the stress. Like, why am I doing this to myself when financially I've actually apparently already achieved success? (laughs) I don't have to do this anymore. Exactly. Well, I'm going to shift the discussion a little bit and go from the money part of it to the age part, because we're talking about success and any age. (laughs) And now I've just read recently that statistically, People who are between the ages of like 45 and 55 in that age group are the people that seem to really that's that's when people really seem to make it in life. That's the optimum age. However, you know, as I said in the beginning, in the introduction, people can succeed at any age. Don't worry about being too old or too young. And there are thousands and thousands of examples of people at all different ages. What do you think? is the right age for success or is there a right age in your opinion i was gonna say right now right anyone listening right now is the right age for you to achieve success and i think the word success that's the problem right because i mean i just gave you my definition of success but everyone's definition of success is going to be different so someone else may not value They might not value control over their time. They might be like, I am perfectly happy showing up. I know exactly when to be at work. I know exactly when to leave. I make my paycheck and I go home and that's cool with me. Great. Then that's success. Someone else is like, I'm not happy unless I'm like jet setting all over the world and seeing the sights and going to different countries. Awesome. Then that's probably success for you. 
me, I'm cool with not traveling that much. You know, like I just set me up by the beach. Let me get a, some time to read my book and hang out with my family. Cool. Right. So right. I think what we have to do first is really turn inward and discover what is success to me? Not what do I see on social media? Not what do my parents think I should be doing? What does my friend think I should be doing? Who am I trying to keep up with? Like, forget all that. Drown out all the noise. Go deep, 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 deep. And when you think you've gone deep enough, go deeper. Yes. And really explore for yourself. And journaling is a great way to do this. So if you're like, Karen, that's great. How do I go and turn inward? Like, what does that mean? For me, that was a lot of journaling and just allowing myself to put all the scary thoughts and the scary feelings down on paper and then come back and evaluate them. Is this really what I think? Is this really what I believe? Do I really believe that I couldn't get a job somewhere else making more money? No, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. Why do I say that? Why did I think that? Okay, well, if I believe that I can't get a job somewhere else making more money, then I'm never going to make the leap to go apply and put my application out there. Okay, that's holding me back. So once you start to uncover some of those things, those thoughts, oh, I'm too old to succeed. I I know, you know, you just gave a bunch of examples at the beginning of this of people who were later in their life having seemingly success, Right. So yeah, I don't think there's an age. I think it can be any time, as long as you're still breathing, right? Like you've got yeah. a pulse, you can be successful. But what is that going to look like for you and for you alone? And then you can make a plan for how you get there if you don't feel like you've achieved that yet. Right. You have to know what it looks like for you. That's really that's really the key. And age yeah. is something that we should not use as an excuse. I think a lot of times we are not looking for reasons to be successful or tools to become successful. We're looking for excuses why we can't. Just so when we can say we tried, we can say those words, well, I've tried everything. And I say, really? Everything? Well, what did you try? Well, maybe I tried this and this, but well, that's not everything. What more can we try? So we can always try more things. And I like how you mentioned that success starts the decision you make starts right now because everything starts with a decision. And I believe that we have to decide right here and now we have to decide what we want. We have to become determined that we're going to do it. We have to believe that we can make it. It's like the old proverb. When should you plant a tree? Well, you should have planted the tree 10 years ago, but if you didn't plant it right now, start right now, start where you are. And also you brought up putting things down on paper. And I think that's important too. We put things down on paper. It's so important. There's something about taking that pen or pencil in our hand and writing something down on a piece of paper. And I'm not talking about typing it out on your computer or your app. There's something about the physical thing of putting pen to paper and writing down our goals. And I think we should all be doing that and reflecting And that's something that I've started to adapt over the last year, actually. And it's really made a huge difference. Yeah, I bet it has. And, you know, I will just share that indecision is a decision. So if you decide not to take action, you are actually making a decision. So just think about that for yourself, because I sat in that boat a long time and was like, well, I'm not making any decision. So I can't be blamed. I can't. No, I can't come back to myself and be mad at me, you know, or make the wrong decision. But actually, I was making a decision by doing that. 
that reminds me of a song by the rock band Rush as a musician. Oh. And if you remember Rush, uh, yeah. Neil, Neil Peart, who was the drummer, he passed away a few years back, but he was actually the lyricist. And he wrote these words in this song. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Yes. I think that is so profound. Those are profound words. The song is called Free Will, by the way, for any of you uh, who want to check that out. Yeah, I got to go listen to that now. Yeah, as a musician, I can always find music. Music is something that really that motivates people. But that's for another topic. That Wow, that would be a great podcast topic to talk about. But let me go back to a method of how to achieve success. The method that I use is called the GPA method. Now, you remember when you were growing up, they always said you have to have a big, a good GPA. You got to bring up your GPA, your grade yep. point average. But that's not what I'm talking about. GPA is simply this. The first thing you need is your goal, right? You have to have a goal. You have to have something that you're looking to achieve. The next thing you have to have is the P, the purpose. You have to have the reason why you're doing it, your why. Your why has to be deep and you have to really go deep. I learned something called going seven levels deep. Why do you want something? Oh, yeah. And then say, well, why do you want that? And then you go so far, so deep, and you'll get to that point where your emotions will be intact and you'll just feel this is yeah this is really why this is why i want to do it this is my purpose so your goal your purpose and the a is simple you gotta take action and like mm. tony robbins says take massive yep. action because if you don't take action all the goals all the writing things down all the planning it doesn't amount to anything unless you take that action and action is what feeds success it really does and, you know, sometimes you'll take the wrong action, but then you have to be yeah. able to step back, reevaluate, and then take another action. Don't just stop. Don't just quit. One of the great stories comes from the Napoleon Hill book, Think and Grow Rich. I love that about, book. It's one of my favorites, too. That's a whole other topic. But Three Feet from Gold. And it talks about Darby and his uncle and how they're digging for gold and they keep digging and they finally get so frustrated that they can't find it, that they stop. And they find out that if they had just gone three more feet, that they would have had all the riches in the world. So oh, yeah. don't quit. Keep going. You may have to change direction. You may have to recalculate the route of your GPS and take a different direction, but don't give up. Keep focusing on the goal. Find your why and just take massive action. And that's really how I think you can get to success. Can you add anything to that? Or do you have another method that is found works for you? Because I find yeah. the more we share these methods, someone will resonate with something that we say and it'll help them to go out and to start their journey towards success. I do actually. And it's, but it's very similar. So I call mine edit the edit methodology, because my program is edit your life. So edit's an acronym. The E stands for envisioning that goal. So that's where we're dreaming big, right? We're turning inward. We're figuring out what is that thing that we want to go after personally and professionally. Then we get to the document, right? Because we got to put it on paper. And this is where I see a lot of people get stuck. It's like, we got all these goals swirling around in our head, but we're not actually putting anything on paper, and we got to like take it out, write it down, get clear on what that actually looks like, come up with your milestones, your plan, how you're going to get there. And then the I actually stands for invest. 
And so this is where are we going to invest our time, our energy? What do we need to divest in? Like, where are we spending time and energy that we need to not be doing that anymore? Um, a lot of the women that come to me, they're so involved in the PTA and all these other things. And that's great. But it's taking away time that they could be investing in their big goals and they can still show up for their kids and do things for them in other ways. And so it's just getting clear and intentional about how we're spending our time and energy. And then T is for take action and that accountability piece that I get to help my clients with so that when they tell me, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm like, okay, where are we at with that? Why haven't you taken action yet? I like how you talked about the investment and the accountability part of it, because that's really, really important. A lot of people get hung up in that. You know, I've talked to people and some people that I talk to will be interested in enrolling in a coaching program and some people won't. I don't have any prejudice against what direction you want to go, but I really think that the more we invest in something, the more committed we are. And then we have that accountability because I'll tell people how many books in the world are there about how to get rich, how to lose weight or how to find your ideal partner in life. There are millions of these books out there, but how many rich skinny people in their perfect relationships do we see walking around in the world? Not that many. Yeah. Uh, You know, what's so funny. And, And if there's any coaches listening, I always tell you like people who pay, pay attention. So I have a free course called Creating Confidence that is out on the mastermind platform that Dean and Tony, you know, have built. And I have had 27 women sign up for that course. You want to guess how many have completed it? Three, three. Three. Well, two of them completed it. One person is halfway through and the other 24 have not even opened it and done a thing with it since they bought it. Why? Because it was free. free. So there's no skin in the game. So you have to invest. If you're serious about it, you're going to put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. I love how you brought that up because the same thing with these self-help books, you'll go out and you'll buy a book even. And most people that buy books, we talked about Think and Grow Rich before. How many people have actually read the entire book? You know, they'll say, oh yeah, I like that book, but I really never did anything for me. First off, did you read the entire book? And you'll find out, well, <laughs> no, no, they probably didn't. Then the other thing is, did you do the exercises in the book? Because there are tons of exercises in that book, and you'll find most people didn't even do any of them. So yeah. that is part of taking the action and having that accountability factor. I always tell people, you know what? If you don't have the money to invest in coaching, I get it. It would be a good idea, and I think it's a worthy investment. But at least find somebody to hold you accountable. But back to what you said, when we pay for something, we automatically are more invested in it. When we go out to dinner and buy a meal, you know, this is something, this is one of my weaknesses. Whenever I go out to dinner and buy a meal, if I don't finish it, I take it home and I make sure that that gets eaten because I paid for that. I am not going to waste any of it. And yep. you know what, when, when you're at, if you're trying to lose weight, if anyone's out there trying to lose weight, that's really a bad method. You know, take what you want, eat only what you want, eat only what you can eat on your plate. Don't force yourself. Don't worry about the fact that you paid for it, but it is, it's that factor of when we pay for something, we want to get everything out of it. Yeah. In your case, you know, giving away a free course. I think it's great that people have an opportunity to get a free course, but Just like you said, even if they paid maybe $20 for that, they would probably do a little bit more of the work 
Yeah. And we have to do the work, right? We have to put in the energy so we can sit there and complain and say, oh no, I'm too old. But somebody else is doing it. Somebody else your age is doing exactly what you want to do. I doubt that you're a unicorn and you're the first person to come up with this idea, right? Go see what they're doing. Look at what they're doing and the work that they're putting in and start taking those baby steps. And I know we talk about massive action and I love massive action, but if massive action feels so scary for you, then take a baby step. My book was written over 12 years. People look at me and go, oh, how did you get that written? You're a full-time mom and this and that. And and you had a big job. I did. I spent 15 minutes a day writing. And when you do 15 minutes a day for a month, you have a lot of chapters, you know, like it it really starts to add up. And listen, you're going to get older, whether you like it or not, right? The time is going to pass. So the question is, is the time going to pass without you making any strides to your goal Or are you going to get yourself closer? Maybe you don't get all the way there, but maybe you're halfway there. Maybe you're a quarter of the way there. That's the way to look at it. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I invite my clients to look at it is this Mm -hmm. time is going to move. How do you want to use it? How do you want to spend it? And what do you want to be able to say in the next year or however, like whatever the time frame is that you've accomplished? How are we going to get there? Yeah. And that's a great way to look at it. Most people use that. I don't have time as an excuse, but we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So some people are out there doing it. Some people are not. The reason that they're not doing it is because they're not committed enough to make the time to do it. Even if you have, like you said, baby steps, even if you have 15 extra minutes a day, Let's take your health, for example. So go for a walk. Well, I can't afford to go to the gym or I don't have the time to take an hour to go to the, well, don't worry about taking an hour. Go out and take a walk for 15 minutes. Everybody's got 15 minutes. And then maybe that 15 minutes will turn into a half an hour. And eventually you will build the habits. It all has to do with building habits, finding the time to do something, making the time, starting out small, and then building that into a habit. And Habits are really what build success. Changing our habits will change our life. Oh, yeah. Like I wake up some days and I'm in my workout clothes in front of the TV doing like a 10 minute booty workout. And I'm like, how'd I get here? Like I literally don't remember getting out of bed, getting my workout clothes on, but my body's on autopilot because it knows that that's what it's doing first thing in the morning. I'm working right. out, I'm setting the tone for my day. And when you train it, You don't even have to think about it anymore. You just do. Exactly. A friend of mine was telling me that he started a workout regimen and what he does, he goes on the treadmill. First thing he gets up out of bed and he goes downstairs and he gets on the treadmill just to get his clarity, get the blood circulating. And he says sometimes he won't even remember that he got on the treadmill. Yeah, I did because he wasn't awake when he, by the time he got down, he didn't even have his coffee yet. Right. You start somewhere and that's really, really the key and making that decision that I'm going to start, I'm going to become a success. I want everyone listening right now to the podcast to make that decision and write it down the date, the time and say, I am going to pick something in my life. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to look back at this date, go in the future years from now and look back on this time when I became connected with my true self. I became connected with everything I wanted and I made that decision to succeed. 
and then let me know about it. Because if I can play a small part in any person doing that and like reinventing their life, like that is just, that's my purpose. That's why I wake up every day so that no one ever has to feel like I felt hopeless, frustrated, miserable, stuck, all those yucky words. We weren't created for that purpose. That's not why, you know, your higher power or my case, God, whatever you believe in, put us here. Like we weren't put here to have miserable existences. And so if there's something in your life that doesn't feel like a success right now, that isn't going the way you want it to go, then like make a change and commit to that. That is so amazing. If I could play a tiny part in that, please reach out to me and let me know that today was the day you made that decision. So let me ask you, Karen, if people were to reach out to you or wanted to reach out to you or even find out more about your book, what would be the best way to do that? Absolutely. So go check out my website, Karen Freeland. It's K-A-R-I-N. Freeland is F-R-E-E-L-A-N-D.com. Most of my time is spent in my Facebook group. So I have a group called Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention. So if you would like to come check that out, uh, there's lots of exclusive content and video interviews and things that I'm doing in the group. But the book can be found anywhere that books are sold digitally. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And uh, if you have an indie bookstore in the neighborhood, please give them some love and see if they'll order it for you. That is awesome. Well, I hope people will reach out to you and start that journey towards success in life at any age. Now, before we close, I have to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests, and that is simply, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Mm, It means choosing gratitude, intentionally waking up and saying, I'm grateful for everything that I have. And no matter what comes my way today, I'm going to choose to be positive. Choose to be positive. Choose gratitude. Gratitude is one of the signature keys of living that purposely positive life. So I'm so glad you brought it up. And speaking of gratitude, Karen, I am so grateful that you had a chance to sit down with me today and talk to me about your life, your success, and share with our audience. Thank you, Tony. It was great to be here. And I hope that everyone listening goes and creates that success journey for themselves. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there wondering, how can I have a successful moment in my life? How can I change my life, have that wake up call moment? There's a free resource called Strive to Thrive. You can download it at Tony W Coaching and start that journey on a purposely positive life.